In part one of Babes in Toyland, we met former co-workers Donna and Neva. Their time at the store overlapped around 1980 or 81. Donna was hired in gift wrapping, which seems to be a trend for many of the people I talked to. But then Donna was transferred to the toy department, where she was asked to entertain children and their families during meet and greets and photo ops with the country's newest favorite cartoon character, Strawberry Shortcake. It was a time when management hadn't seen lines like that outside of the Christmas season. Neva came to Hess's as a seasonal replacement, starting as a hostess in the patio, and when the more senior waitresses would let her, she would work the cash register. Then she became a floater, seeing all different floors and departments inside Hess's. As a floater, everyone fell in love with her smiley personality, and she was recruited to be a Hess's model. Neva's role was playing the modern working woman as she walked the store's famous but invisible catwalk through the patio restaurant. If you haven't already, make sure you go back and listen to part one of Babes in Toyland to hear Donna and Neva tell their stories directly. And now here's part two of our conversation, and it's the first time in 10 episodes that you're going to hear me start to cry. Hi, I'm Kate Caraha. The Patio Podcast is a wistful exploration of my hometown's enduring attachment to Hess's department store. I'm on a quest to understand Allentown, Pennsylvania's multi-generational interest in one single place. The Patio Podcast is a new collection of Hess's memories, meant for the here and now. What's the exact, is there an exact story? I don't even remember. I just remember Coming being. Coming up the ramp to, to go to the restroom, we would chit-chat with, if we weren't busy, we would chit-chat yeah. with everybody who came up, because okay. Emily was one of the so nicest were, people ever. And that's she, right. You are on the fourth floor, floor together, you said. Yes. Okay. The fourth floor is where, um, like I said, them, my friend Mike, that couldn't come, he worked there, and then Doris was in Knives. We all started there, and we were kind of starting our lives, right, as young adults, and then we all kind of went our own way. And then years later, her and I move into the same like school district, became single parents. So, and we ran into each other. So, every other weekend, we had our kids. We started doing things together with our children. And then on the weekends, we didn't. We had fun things. Our paths keep kind of intertwining um, through all these years. It's like we've seen each other through a lot. And and we've grown. My second marriage, we were going to downsize, and Berman's house went for sale on the West End. And we looked at it because I really like the West End. And mm-hmm. I like, I thought, just imagine all the parties mm-hmm. and things and all the people. Because there were a lot of celebrities would come to Hess's yes. downtown. And during your time, do you remember? Well, that's where Tug McGraw came in one time okay. for a thing. And then he hit on me. He even cornered me on the fourth floor. But it was Tug McGraw. Were you dressed as Strawberry Shortcake? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I was just working. I remember it was near lingerie, though. He was coming off the elevator. I mean, I was flattered. And he even came over to my department then. And he's like, come on, can I just take you for a drink? Donna was, is and was always really beautiful. I never felt that way. And and I got this job, but I got this job because they knew and liked me. When we all look in the mirror, we see something different, right? And and I 
looked at you all in awe. I I love how you're always put together. I wish I was never that person. You were so classy. That's the word. They were classy. They're the both most- very beautiful for, oh, for all the you. listeners. Oh, just letting you. you know that. No, but Neva has this bright, beautiful smile. It, it's contagious. And I'm just very outgoing. And I just. And that's what made me like her. Yeah. She just like, here I am. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it, 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 you would never know like how insecure we actually are. Right. <laughs> but, but it was just like. Oh, well, I want to know what you do. You know, what's your department? A buyer would come out, so what do you do? How long have you been here? You ever go to New York? Do you ever do? Like, these are things. I just always like to ask the question. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that in this conversation I've been thinking, like, Donna could be my co-host. Like, oh, yeah, you do have that, like, yeah. very easy Absolutely. conversation and, and a lot of energy, and it's it's awesome. I'm, I'm thrilled. Yeah, um, oh, thank you, you so much. Yeah. No, because I'm very interested in people. That's it. And why. And I want people to also see how they really are. Like, they, like you only see you and through what you were raised. But to the rest of us there, it was like, and then when you come up on the floor, it was like, oh, she's one of us. I so, am one of you. I've always been. Was there any type of person who did not do well as an employee, not saying their performance was bad, but it just didn't click. Even Mike, the janitor, he was so well Mike, loved. the janitor. I yeah. And he, like I said, he came to my wedding. He passed Aww. years later, but he was just the sweetest. Do you know thing. Mike's last name? Just no, in case. And he came up. I wish I did. Yeah. I went to his funeral and did when you? he passed and I couldn't believe how many people were there. That's you would so think nice. he was a celebrity. Yeah. There yeah. were so many people who came out for Mike because yeah. he, he was there every day. There was a period of time when I was a floater that I ate in the employee cafe. And once I left the patio, that was my lunch place. And he was there and he went around to talk to everybody and if your department needed a uh, light bulb, you called and Mike yeah. came. And Had he, Mike been there for, forever? Forever. Okay. So yeah. since maybe like Max has junior days, yes. decades. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. It yeah. started with an S, but I can't remember. Yeah. I can picture him and how sweet. And I always got Funny. a hug from him. Yes. And it takes you right back, even no matter how short it was. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I'm completely shocked at the people I've talked to, how much they remember. And whether or not there's something about like even opening the gates to nostalgia that yeah. lets your brain go there. I'm when I have time in between this sure. and everything else I'm doing, I'm reading a book about like making moments, not because of Hess's, but it's clicking to me that how, how do you create memories for your family or for a brand to, to be memorable? Yeah. It's, really dynamic short moments to create and it's almost like how to create them and I think that's what Hesses did it's these again vignettes of your life and afternoons of your life but you remember them you know 40 years later well it it's like I said think about it like I remember the smell there was drama there was a point I think it was in the 80s the early 80s they decided to Joe put up, Dona. yeah put up, yeah put up the the canopies so that you could compete right. with the lehigh valley mall right that's okay. what and the white hall because it was white, white hall was first then they built the lehigh valley then he put these thinking because it would keep people downtown. downtown but actually it started to dwindle away because 
It's just generational. Mm -hmm. People wanted to go to the mall. I want to go in one place where I'm inside. So in reality, it wasn't just the canopies. Retail was changing around the country. But these are the symbols of what looked different in our town. But really, there were other towns experiencing the same. There's no magic. There's no magic left in any of the retailers. Well, I even say to my granddaughters and my grandsons, how often now, because we started, especially through COVID, buying online, and I'm guilty. I buy all the time online. It's still sometimes I will take them in just so that they can see and touch things. I think that's the thing that's good to create back to the time where you still want to kind of like see it, touch it, feel it. And it shouldn't all just come like we just rush. And, you know, you say there's no magic I have to believe there still is because I because I have little kids, you know, so I'm trying to find it different places. But no, yeah, buying shoes for my kids at who knows where we go. It's not magical, but but I've done it twice. Other than that, I've ordered their shoes online. So just spending that afternoon with them. Mm -hmm in the car when honestly they have to be a little bit bored i'm sorry but you have to be bored and sit here while your brother tries on his shoes and i'm gonna make you walk up and down and jump and and trot around the store i was bored so many times as a kid well don't you remember going yeah yeah just following my mom around stores and that's good kids like need to be bored otherwise they can't get be creative absolutely but maybe you know this is reminding me to maybe do that more often as opposed to ordering it online and oh it doesn't fit i can send it back for free um because again my kids aren't understanding you know you're going to be bored for a couple hours today and i'm taking money out of my wallet Mm -hmm. to get you something we're buying something that fits and that's quality and it, but, and it's, we worked for this money. You know, they're just not getting that whole narrative if it just shows up at their doorstep and I tell yeah, them to wear it the but next you're day. you're spending time yeah, together. It's, yeah, absolutely. I love being able to rem- reminisce. We evolve. And I, I'm not one for, I'd say from my age on up, there's a lot of sticklers. It's like, oh, well, this is the mm-hmm. way it used to be. It's like, well, it's not anymore. You've got to evolve with it. I think Allentown is turning a corner because a lot of young people I work with that are in their 20s and 30s go down there a lot. Right. There's all kinds of restaurants now. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm just saying for me now at this stage of life, that's not where I want to go hang. Yeah. And anytime you're looking back on something and certainly an identity factor like Hess's that's no longer there, everyone always says it's the good old days are better. No, they are. All these things. Yeah. Life is good today. Today's a good day, right? (laughs) Um, Ultimately, whether or not you're standing around the water cooler and you say something a little bit bratty about yeah. kids these days and whatever, that I think that those things just come out because we're not stopping to really think, do I really feel that way? Yeah. No, I love this. I love where we live. I love the Lehigh Valley. I love Allentown. I have challenged myself to just stop and think before I talk in many, <laughs> not just this aspect, but nostalgia is in general a positive emotion. Yeah. You know, just based on studies you know they used to think it was an illness because people had like severe homesickness but then they learned that nostalgia does connect you to people it helps you see where you came from or or things you've done to then help you move forward or make future decisions the knee-jerk reaction is to be a little catty about things in the past comparing them in negative ways if we all just stopped we're all lucky to be alive today i almost started crying because I believe what you just said. And I think what happens is 
through different situations. Um, unfortunately, like I, one thing I relate is like you get divorced. Well, now nobody wants to talk about this because they think it hurts. Mm-hmm. Or if you lose somebody, right? We yeah. don't want to talk about it anymore. Right. But I want to talk about it because how did I become me? How did I raise you to become you? Don't you remember what we did to right. get here? I feel like we're we're going to turn these microphones off and I'll I'm just start sorry. crying. Yeah. <laughs> we're holding it. We're really keeping it together, but we're all about to lose it. But I appreciate you saying about, um, you know, we've all lost somebody because I knew that there was perhaps some healing that needed to happen in the community about yeah. Hesses and not saying goodbye. No one asks how you doing? Yeah. You know, Hess's was your life. How are you? Or yeah. it's like when you lose someone close to you and, and I'm sure we've all been in that position when someone you love is no longer there. In what possible scenario do you not want to talk about them? I lost a close friend young. I could talk about her forever. Yes. Well, it keeps it alive. It might've been a snapshot. But it was a moment, and it meant something. They employed so many people in the Lehigh Valley. Well, same as if you go back to Bethlehem Steel or PP&L. I mean, these were the big staples. You have certain hubs that made the community. So what you are bringing, though, is allowing those Right. I I just never thought about it the same way as asking someone to tell me about their mother who died. So you have to put into context that but there's there's people who need to talk about this loss. Yeah. You know? Well, I don't think of it as loss. I well, think of it as, well, a, as a, a good part yeah, of my life, right, right? Right, right, I appreciate you bringing this up because yeah. not because I'm sad at it, but it's kind of right, like... Right. When I say loss, I just mean yeah. but no it, longer. It, yeah. it is a loss. Yeah. When they tore the building down, I mm. think a lot of people felt... Yeah. Angry and hurt, like mm-hmm. when somebody dies. Right. Um, anything else that you want to put in this time capsule <laughs> of a podcast? <laughs> Obviously wrote down questions, but we covered, I don't think we could have talked about anything else. Um, I do know, I eat a lot at the Fairgrounds Hotel. Mm. Dominic Germano owns it now. He is trying to do so, some um, tribute, tribute to Hesse's. And he does a strawberry pie that's yes. very similar to the pie. But I said to to the bartender, well, you know, that's not the way the whipped <laughs> cream's supposed to go. It's supposed to go like this. <laughs> and she said, well, I'll tell him. He's, Kate, the next time I went, she said, he wants to know how you know. <laughs> and I said, because I, I, I worked there. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do it, get up the right they way. They currently have it on the menu. Yes. And uh, I yes. just emailed with him to say I'd like to come in. And if I uh, need someone to come share it with me, I'll, I'll call you guys. And she'll tell you if it looks right. Yeah. yeah. No, but you're right. If you're going to do it. Do it right. Right. And it's not like there's, a, there's not a shortage of photographs. I've seen more pie than I ever want to see. There, he's packing it in closer to what it used to look mm-hmm. like. But there was a technique to that too. It was really packed in there. Mm-hmm. there Do you was, remember how high it was, how big? It was somebody's hands. Oh, is that what it With was? With the gloves on, of okay. course. It was somebody's hands. And that's how it was mounted. The same with most of the pies. It was somebody's hands that mounted it so that it was appropriate. And then the whipped cream up and down. I'm sure though that everyone who comes in there and has a slice of the pie 
might remember it a little bit differently and because they might have been six when they had yeah, it or, or yeah. so there you remember because you were there actually yeah. doing it yeah. so that's awesome yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. but trust me he's a brave man for saying i'm going to take this iconic one of the most iconic dishes in the city of allentown besides in my opinion yako's hot dog oh yeah and i'm gonna i'm going to give it a whirl that's even how i felt starting this is like I might be opening myself up. This is a beloved place. You got to really respect it. And so I think I'm sure he would appreciate your feedback and is probably always trying to make it more close to. I'm there a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell him. Tell him that you did the podcast (laughs) and that I owe him an email. Okay. You know, kind of as an aside and a dumb aside, but the rules were such that my parents came to see me once. At work? While I was modeling. And I had, I was, I knew they were coming and I had some really cool outfits and they identified themselves as my parents. So the the, Dolores put them right up front, right near the entryway. And Dolores also noticed my dad's camera bag and said, you can't take pictures in here. And my dad said, but that's my daughter. And I've never seen her at work. And he never saw me dance, and he never saw me like that. She said, no photos. Well, my dad, being my dad, (laughs) put his camera up like this and took pictures. And she came over uh, several times and said, I can't let you do that. And he didn't have a flash. And he said, no, I'm just playing with my camera. He got one picture of me that turned out that it was actually my face. Sure, nice. I there. It's on a slide, and unfortunately, my sister has all my dad's slides mm. out in Wisconsin, mm. so I don't have a picture of me. But I would love for my kids to see yeah. what I look like in mm. full face makeup with the hat and the clothes and everything. Yeah, you but, were awesome. But you were classy. But I just want to say to you, thank you. Yes, thank you absolutely. for reaching out, thank and you. and thank you for letting us experience this. And absolutely. also, one thing you see is like, I mean, this is like a forty-something year relationship mm-hmm. that we've had. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And while we all might not have the experience of like seeing Hesses, I hope we all get the experience of having those lifelong yeah. friendships that come about in a way you wouldn't expect. Yeah. You know, I mean, because it is fun to remember. It mm-hmm. is. I yeah. think it is. And and this is a thing I think people forget to do sometimes. Because I just... Well, for all the people who forgot to make a podcast about Hesses, let yeah. me know because I could use some help. <laughs> no, no, no. I love that you're keeping it alive. Yeah. We used to joke around, at least the people that I worked with. We would joke around that they should set a a soap opera in oh the store right. because there was so much yes. going on. Yeah. So many relationships, yes. so many affairs. Yeah. There was so much action. Right, so now you wait to talk about this to the very that. end. <laughs> no, that's well, another episode. That's another episode of but, Yeah, but oh. you're gonna have all this knowledge and you yeah. you can take it and you can evolve and grow. Right. And it can be something that even can be on like you know, like on the History Channel or on the... Uh, <laughs> now we're going national to No, no, I'm, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm flattered serious. that you think so. Absolutely. No, I'm serious because what you already described mm-hmm. is what you weren't thinking at the time, but it made such an impact that one mm-hmm. place. And I think if you, if anyone wanted to tell a story of the great American department store... Yes. And they wanted to film it in L.A. Yeah, 
if they went down a list, Hess's would check all the boxes of what would make a good TV show, not Bloomingdale's. Right. Hess's. Yeah. It's like the Selfridges on PBS, Mr. Selfridge Mm -hmm. became a show. He's the one who actually did all of these ideas before Max Hess did. So all of this stuff, the perfume by the door, the makeup counter, right up front where it used to be hidden, um, the this movie stars, the food, be, they didn't even have bathrooms way back that when they oh, department when stores okay. did Marshall Fields in Chicago did not have mm. bathrooms. Yeah. So Max has took Selfridge's ideas and brought them to Allentown, which was a hick town. He took a, a dry goods store and turned it into something fabulous mm-hmm. because he had ideas or he used the ideas and made them better. Right. Right. Grander and more exotic. Maybe um, there were fashion shows that went in a caravan. There was flower, flower shows. There were mm-hmm. yeah. uh, fashion shows. There were all the in-store events, the buyers going into New York. Yeah. There were, the, it was, well, everything there was, was events. There was something there was every things. single week. There was something going on in a different department store. I mean, a different department. There were animals. Everything was an event. So it was just an experience. Yeah. So this is not just Hess's. This right. is Americana. Yeah. This is the history of, of the, what, the dry goods era through, through the end of retail. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or the beginning of the end of right, retail. right. Oral history right. from the people who work there. Right. It's, yeah, a huge it, part of our culture. It is really this, is. This, yeah, department store culture. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you are onto something. All right. Really well, I hope so. <laughs> you you look at him. We'll say someday and one day. We'll oh, be yeah. Right. We'll be in the Are nursing. you kidding? You guys are coming with me. This is a trio now. We'll be in the nursing home going, I remember Kate. Remember Kate had us over there with those big speakers? I remember you had to have your cane. Now look at you with your walker. <laughs> no, but dead serious. I will tap into both of your I, I personalities. Would yeah, would, would, would be would fabulous. So this is just part of your journey. This is taking you somewhere else. Not just because it's Hess's. You know that. Look at what it did when I asked mm-hmm. people. Right. Just to validate that, this was, I didn't haven't said this yet, but I did do a conversation with a gentleman named Joe Kita, who's a memoir writer. He was a... Um, you know, lead journalist at Men's Health for many years. He's oh, okay. written six That's books. Yeah, really yeah. Up. Worked for the Morning Call for a bit. He, he taught memoir writing. And I was like, how do I write a, or how do I produce a memoir about a place that I don't really remember? And it's like, not my story, but how do I help? That's like the, the frame I was looking yeah. at it through. You know, we were talking, he helped me so much get started. And then he's like, Kate, I don't want to cry. <laughs> he was like, what if this is your memoir? Like not mm-hmm. Hess's, but what if this is what I contribute? I have goosebumps because I said, no, he's nailed it. I, I think everybody has a gift and you don't know yet what gift you're going to give to others. Because cause you gave us, look at, we got to spend time together. This has been so much fun. Has and been, yeah. I just, I love you. Been. Oh, Thank you. no, yeah. we love you too. And thanks Thank for you. letting us. There are only two more episodes left of the Patio Podcast Season 1, and we're pulling out all the stops for our celebrity guest by sharing the audio and video version of our conversation. 
you can be one of the first to know when that episode is live by going to hespatiopodcast.com and subscribing to our email list and following us on Facebook and Instagram at hespatiopodcast. Now is the time to share and subscribe so we can help as many people as possible discover and enjoy season one of the Patio Podcast. As much as I needed Donna and Neva's encouragement in that conversation, we are not yet on the History Channel. The Patio Podcast is self-created, self-funded, self-produced, self-written, and self-promoted by me. So I do need listeners help to spread the word so season two can be just as successful. One local organization that is showing their support is the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. On July 1st, they kick off their city series with a home game featuring all things Hesses. It's a total coincidence that this came up now, but they were so kind to invite me and the Patio Podcast to be represented at the game that Saturday night, along with all the other Hesses fun that they are offering. I'll provide links below so that you can purchase a ticket, and there is an option that includes a slice of strawberry pie inspired by the Patio restaurant. And they're selling official Major League Baseball strawberry pie and Hess's apparel that was created just for this special night. Please consider coming out to Coca-Cola Park on Saturday, July 1st and bring a family member, bring a grandparent, and let's make sure that Hess's continues to go down in history because of nights like this and because of the Iron Pigs fans and fans of Hess's and the support of community-minded organizations like the Iron Pigs. We really have an opportunity here. I hate to keep saying this to knock it out of the park, but just really make sure that Hess's imprint can be felt even deeper after July 1st. And finally, I am also providing links to the Fairgrounds Hotel so you can go try Dominic's Strawberry Pie. And if you see Neva there, tell her I love her and I miss her and I will see her soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Patio Podcast. I hope you will join us for the last two episodes in season one. I hope you will share them and I hope you find the best of everything every day. Thanks again.